Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. have to have the aisle seat. If I don't have the aisle seat, I have a certain amount of anxiety, so I'm going to have to have the aisle seat today. Just kidding. Check one, two, check. This is for the tall man. Just the ice cream, man. Yeah. Just, just the ice cream, man. Right. Check testing. <laughs> oh, it works. So, apologize for the delay, everyone. So that's who they are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you. So my name is Stephen Christina. I'm part of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews podcast. I'm one of the co-moderators. Um, Matthew Fisher from the Shock Treatment podcast is also one of the co-moderators. Um, let's go down the line. A. Michael Baldwin. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very Pastorelli. much. Cat hey, hey. Lester. Thank you. Bill Thornberry. Bill. Thank you, Go, Bill. And Reggie Bannister. That would be me. <laughs> so we both have questions, so um, what we'll do is um, we'll go back and forth. Right. So when filming the... Bad, bad dream sequence, did you think the scene would be remembered as an iconic scene in Horror Dawn? The bad no. <laughs> oh, you want me to elaborate? <laughs> the bad dream sequence. You're talking about when um, young Michael awakes at yes. the end. Yeah. Um, I was always concerned it might be a weakness in the movie, and I can remember uh, seeing the film for the very first time, one one of the very first times, in New York City at the Lowe State with uh, Angus. And we got up at the end of the movie because we thought we wanted to go see the movie with a real paying audience. I don't know if this is... Can you hear me back there? Okay. Uh, so we wanted to watch it with a, a paying audience, and uh, Angus and I uh, wanted wanted to get out of there at the end of the s- screening. So we started to leave, 
just before that moment when he wakes up. And as he uh, uh, awakened, a lot of people, a lot of naysayer types in the audience went, oh, like it's a dream, you know? And I'm like, oh, God. So I'm sitting there. But the cool part about it was is that Reggie's performance and Michael's performance and the music was so awesome that it really caught the audience. And there were actually a few of those naysayers got up and were starting to leave. We were standing in the wings there in the darkness, and Angus in tall man voice went, stay. <laughs> and, and the people just stopped, turned around, and watched the ending of the movie. So, yeah. You talking to me? Yeah. You talking to me? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I read that uh, the sphere, I think, was the only thing that you ever had a nightmare about and worked into a movie. Was that true? Yeah, that's true. I had a dream when I was uh, 15 years old, and it stuck with me. And for some reason, I decided to take a left turn into science fiction while writing the script, and I threw that in. And uh, uh, evidently, it stuck, so to speak, and uh, uh, people liked it. But... Um, um, Yes. Remember uh, the dream? Was it just like an image of the ball, or did it like hit somebody? It was like a chrome sphere in a long corridor. It wasn't really a mausoleum being chased. You know, the ball was not as technically as sophisticated as in the movie. You know, there was no uh, drill and any of that. But I just remembered it pursuing. I remember the yeah. It, it was an intense dream that stuck with me, and I, I've never really used anything from a dream. Other than that, so I figure if I'm going to use one dream, that was the one to use. Yeah, for sure. What was your favorite on-set memory filming Phantasm? Okay, I'm going to have to throw this to the other actors because I don't want this to be a solo uh, interview. So, Michael, let's start with you. This is for everyone. On-set memory? Yeah. That's pretty tough. Of any? Well, of of the original? (laughs) Yes. So for me, you know, the thing is that I was 13 years old when we started making this film, and so imagine your own 13th year, and what you, what you, what I mean, you know, all things being equal, what were you doing in that year, and what fun and exciting thing were you doing? This was what it was for me. I was just in this movie, and I had already been a professional actor, and I was, you know, firing guns, riding a motorcycle, uh, drinking beer, and uh, <laughs> driving the Cuda with my college-age friends. <laughs> basically so every day was a pretty much a blast and uh, it's very difficult to pick up a, a single moment to be honest yeah. Yeah. well <laughs> Mike he was so memorable <laughs> this is my most memorable but not my favorite <laughs> lay it, it on me sister yeah, right. <laughs> Mike just he just had it in for me from the moment we met that's not true <laughs> well you know wait you were 13 so that's the way 13 year olds you know they show their infection infection their infection affection and infection uh, you know they they try and irritate the person that, that they have affection for I, I think guess. that's probably probably <laughs> accurate that's I probably think so <laughs> so we were doing the scene where was that again the scene <laughs> by the <laughs> the big white house. The oh, man. the Dunsmere. The Dunsmere. Sorry, I, yeah, jet lag. I'll use that as an, as an excuse. Not blonde hair. Anyway, so we were filming the scene where it w- it must have been less than thirty degrees, and um, everybody was wearing parkas and and scarves. It was really cold and. And Don says, okay, I want you to lay on that wet grass. <laughs> <in front of laughs> and 
you need to look really limp, you know, you <laughs> need to look like you're dead. And, uh, and uh, he goes, just lay there. And all of a sudden, they turn on this fan. And the fan is one of those that you use in an airport hangar to get the, the fumes out. <laughs> I mean, it was gigantic. So now it would take 30 degrees and what was it, it was like, it felt like it was below <laughs> 19. <laughs> yes. And um, so that was miserable enough. And What happened then? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so then Michael happened then. The wind, the, the wind <laughs> machine is blowing and all of a sudden I'm feeling rocks and twigs yeah. and all kinds of crap on me. And I found out that wonderful Michael was throwing all of that in front of the fan. <laughs> and, and Don is like, Kat, would you just relax, please? You're too stiff. <laughs> and I'm just going, oh, oh, oh. So I couldn't wait to get after him after that scene. It was quite memorable. <laughs> just fucking with you a little bit. Naughty, right. naughty, naughty it's a big bulk. deal. Yes. <laughs> Seemed reasonably funny at the time. It was. <laughs> no, it is now. Was not then. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Let me just say I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of memorable moments. Uh, I think the one that stands out the most uh, is involving the one of us that isn't here, oh, but yeah. in spirit. And uh, you know, over the the course of, of of shooting the movie, starting out, uh, I knew Angus is Rory, Rory Guy, and uh, Rory Guy became the tall man to me, honest to God, in that mausoleum scene when we went in and um, Jody's strolling around through there looking around waiting for the funeral to begin and I kind of turned around the corner and Don had a close up on me standing there and then that, that hand came on my shoulder <laughs> and you know what happened, I mean, I should have been wearing brown pants at that point <laughs> <laughs> because you know what, I mean, uh, it was like I I totally got it in the moment, and it freaked me out. It wasn't, it was the first time I really felt sort of like totally in an acting moment or where, where I wasn't acting. I was just absolutely like in shock. And uh, when I stepped away, you know, and reacted to it, it was just, it was very honest. And I thought, I just met the tall man. <laughs> he wasn't Rory anymore. He was the tall man, and that's, that's the one that does it for me. Yeah, I, I got to say that all those moments were awesome. Uh, and it's kind of hard to pick a, a moment when you've made, you know, five films. And, you know, you make five films because they're all awesome. You know, the first one was great, the second one, blah, blah, blah. You know, just keep going. Uh, and just that we were able to do that uh, is amazing to me. But, um, you know, I got to say when <laughs> the, the, what, the one scene that kind of sticks out in my head is... Um, when I was in that room where the poles were and there was all the, you know, <laughs> barrels and stuff, the barrel room, I'll just call it the barrel room. And, um, and I go up and I, I don't know why, this was just Reggie doing it. And I just, I wanted to touch the poles. And then of course I became the center of the poles at that point. And, uh, uh, man, you, you know, they had a, a wire attached to my back, and <laughs> and there was like two big guys standing up on, uh, I don't know, three, four feet of a shelf, 
of some kind, and they they had wires, and they were both attached to me. And so <laughs> it was like, you know, five, four, three, two, one. Ah! Uh, yeah, and I just, well, you saw it. I went flying through the air, and, and they had a, a like a, a mattress kind of a thing behind me, and uh, I really did just fly up and land flat on my back. Fortunately, I was okay. I didn't get hurt in that one. Always doing our own stunts. <laughs> yeah, the, these actors risk life and limb to make phantasm for your entertainment. Uh, a couple uh, moments I'd like to mention. Uh, <laughs> When, and, and the other thing we have to credit these actors is bringing our wonky special effects to life. Now, Michael and Bill fighting their way down the stairs with that bug inside the jacket. Yeah. Awesome work, acting work on their part. Now, Jody was fighting with a, I think it was a rubber dwarf on his back in the, uh, down in the basement. And, yeah, and right, we had to have him shoot like that. And the first time we shot, he didn't quite have it uh, right. And that you could hear the hammer goes, Click, but it didn't hit the thing, and it actually wedged in the web of his oh, finger. That's and you true. heard this, this yow! Yeah, right? <laughs> but he got right back on the horse and finished that shot and risked his life, shot a blank charge right next to his head. Michael Baldwin, again with a blank charge. Our <laughs> co producer, Paul Pepperman, made an error. Well, you could tell him what happened there. No, it's just one of these deals where, you know, Mike's escaping the bedroom, he's got the hammer, he makes the hammer rig with the shotgun shell. And it's a rig with a wire that goes down your clothes, and then the guy stands off, and he press. as soon as the, the hammer hits the door, then he presses the button, and the thing explodes, right? It's just a gag. So I'm standing there waiting for it to happen, and Paul Pepperman has given me these great instructions. Okay, it's perfectly safe. It's going to do this and this and this, and right at the moment, I'll press the button. I was, okay, fine. So I'm standing there waiting, and I'm just standing there, and the thing just explodes. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> Paul Pepperman. And thank God it wasn't aimed at your face. Yeah, so, you know. I'll tell you the one. Uh, one take the, is all got yeah, the, the the stunt that really you know I thought was far out was when I had to uh, be thrown in the trunk of the the car, you know, and that <laughs> yeah, was in uh, Phantasm Part Four. four Oblivion. I think. Yeah. yeah, Bob Ivy. Yeah, Bob Ivy. He was playing the demon uh, cop. cop. Yeah, and oh God, was he scary? And uh, and so he picks me up and he throws me into the trunk of the car and what I had to do for the gag was there was a little mini tramp it was about I don't know this big like that and uh, I had to run about 15 feet jump hit the tramp get as high as I could and make the trunk of the car <laughs> go ahead Reg do that yeah. I just in. I kind of had to roll in in midair in midair yeah I'm sorry and uh so when you look at it, it looks great, you know. And I didn't really hurt myself, guys. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> what was uh, everybody's first reaction of the film? You guys think you would be here 40 years later, still celebrating it? Wow. Well, I'll start. We had a uh, sneak preview of the movie at the Pacific Theater on Hollywood Boulevard, and I'm not sure if any of the actors were at that one because we were trying to sell it for distributors that mm -hmm. time. Very first screening of the movie anywhere. And I was sitting with Paul Pepperman, the co-producer of the movie, and a, as everybody can attest, a very loyal and long-suffering, hard-working part of our team, and uh, watching the movie, and it's going great. Comes to that scene Bill mentioned, you know, boom. 
the funeral's about to begin, sir, and everybody shot out of their seats, and we're thinking, oh, baby, that's money. The distributors are here on the screen. (laughs) It's just great. And uh, then down in the front section to the right, there was some, I don't know, woman on something, drunk, and she started to laugh at everything. And we didn't know what to do. It was that was our real horror moment because do you don't go down and all these distributors are in the audience and do you want to interrupt the screening and tell you know pull this woman out or whatever? She, I don't know. And she just kept cackling until the <laughs> sphere scene. And then that the sphere scene was so weird. I guess it freaked her out and she shut up for the rest of the screening. <laughs> so that, that was works. my first <laughs> recollection. <laughs> How about yours, Michael? I forgot so, the question. What was the question? First screening. First screening. First, first time screening. seeing it. Uh, the first time I saw Phantasm, I think it was in Westwood, um, at a paid screening with a live audience, much mm-hmm. like this one. On and Halloween. I remember, uh, you know, I thought that we were making a serious Shakespearean drama. I thought we were, I was supposed to be a dramatic actor. And I'm, people were laughing, and there was jokes and stuff. And I, I remember sitting there being a little bit insulted, just like, <laughs> what? They're laughing. I, what? I don't get it. What's the joke? This is a serious drama. There's nothing funny going on, you know? And I sort of remember being a little bit perturbed by that. So it took me, you know, a couple of weeks to realize, oh, there may be some humor in it that I was not aware of. Yeah, I was at that screening, and, and I had a completely wonderful, you know, <laughs> experience because the, the, the audience, it was packed in Westwood. It was on uh, Halloween, yeah, October right. the 31st that night. Wow. And, uh, man, the audience was just totally into it the whole time. I was in disguise, had a baseball cap and, and sunglasses, you know, because I was afraid <laughs> Nobody if, if I sucked really him. bad, I was going to really <laughs> sneak out, you know. But uh, I, we, it was a great, you know, just feeling to, to see the, the, the film embrace the way it was to me that night, and I had a lot of confidence from thereafter. So, yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah, my, my first experience... First screening? Well, um, I went to the first screening with my mother, and and I believe Don and Paul Pepperman were sitting behind us, and here comes the first shot, and it's, oh, Tommy, oh, Tommy, and all of a sudden, I see these breasts, and you know, the screen is 20 feet high by 20 wide, (laughs) and I just let out the scream. They're not mine. <laughs> and my mother turns to me and she says, Oh, Kat, you should have done that scene. Yours are much better. <laughs> well, yeah, the thing was is that originally we were supposed to do this scene. It's supposed to be a close set. I, you know, Don promised it would be. Um, I got the call to come out. We were shooting, where was it? Way out in the valley. And it was outside. Yeah. Outside, yeah. yeah. And I. <laughs> So they called me out for the scene. I opened the door, and somehow all these guys from the closest university had found out about the the filming, and I hear, bring out the bimbo. They're drinking beers, and I said, Don, I'm not doing the shot. (laughs) This is supposed to be a closed set. And he says, well, is it all right if we get a body double and we just kind of shoot around the scene? I said, sure. I I was 19. I wasn't thinking about the details. (laughs) So, nevertheless, I go to the screening and surprise! <laughs> Bring out the bimbo! A little trivia. I was actually in that scene because for some reason, oh, remember? No, oh, no, no, no. No, I was. I mean, <laughs> I know you were. The character was, was, was uh, Tommy, and 
we we had developed kind of just a, a trusting kind of friendship and and everything and and she she asked me would 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 I be Tommy in the, in the shot so in that scene those shoes are my feet I'm just wearing Tommy's shoes so I mean <laughs> I got I, to, to I got to enjoy that shot no, actually well, yeah, that yeah. scene right well, what's funny I about you go go because go. at first <laughs> he. Don had me sitting on an apple crate, and he goes, I want you to act like you're having the best sex of your life. And I'm sitting on the crate, and Don's coming in for the close-up, and every time he got closer and closer, I started laughing. I just couldn't take it. <laughs> sitting on an apple crate, oh, Tommy. So, yeah, so yeah. Was, he was the prop. Yeah, wh- what's what's apple crate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny about that is uh, uh, I had a really good friend I played music with. Uh, his name is Bill Cohn, and uh, uh, he's a psychologist now. Anyway, uh, I just thought to throw that in um, <laughs> because he always wanted to do a horror film, and he told me that when I, we were getting ready to make uh, the film, and he said I've always wanted to die in a horror film. And so I said, well, let me see if I can arrange that. <laughs> and uh, so I, I talked to Don, and, and Don knew Bill. And, uh, yeah, we had a uh, – Don – or um, uh, Bill and I uh, were really great together. We played a lot in, in Long Beach and stuff, Seal Beach. And, um, and uh, so he – I told Bill, hey, you're going to be in the picture, and we're going to kill you. And he was jazzed. He was totally freaked out about it. And so, uh, yeah, we really had a lot of fun with that shot, didn't we, Don? Yeah. <laughs> <Good times. laughs> yeah. So, um, what is your favorite line from the movie? Out of the whole hour and 30 minutes of the movie, what is your favorite line from the first Phantasm? Start doing. I'll I'll go first. Uh, I don't mind. Um, and, and especially now, uh, the time we're living in now. I won't mention any names or anything. But um, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. Hmm. Boy, that's a, that's rough. <laughs> Warning shots are bullshit, man. You shoot to kill or you don't shoot at all. You listening to me, man? (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Of mine? Just my favorite or what? Oh, Tommy. No, it's not oh, Tommy. It's, well, since, since I'm a part of it, let's see if I can do it. Boy. That was good. I tried. That was good. I tried. Yeah. Well, she does get tall later, right? (laughs) You play a good game, boy. (laughs) I hate this kind of exercise. Uh, I don't know what my favorite line is, but I know what my least favorite line is. 
of all Phantasm and all Phantasm <laughs> films is from Phantasm fucking three. <laughs> and at the Remember time, fucking three? At the time, okay. just you know, thought I'd check. I normally can catch some dialogue coming my way that's not working for me, and I'll be able to I'll just change it or I'll talk to the director and say, hey, can we just change But I, had, I was in this sarcophagus and surrounded by actual corpses, real ones in this mausoleum, and it smelled like dead rotting flesh, and there was gunshots, and there was... Uh, you know, it was crazy. It was, you know, like Compton or something. And, and uh, the line is, it's horrible. It is an embarrassment to this day. But I think that I'm inside this crypt or something, and, and the tall man is talking to me or saying something, and I have to say, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> so I admit it's an inconsequential line. It's not very important to anybody except for me. That is the most hideous thing I've ever heard in my life. So <laughs> throw this thing on its head a little is bit. Is that how you said that? <laughs> That's exactly how I said it. It's hideous. It wasn't that bad. Come on. I, mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Man. So we're going to open up audience questions. So if anyone wants to ask any questions. You with the ball on your head. <laughs> Hey, thank you. There you go. I have a few. Now, did you keep the beer can spear that Angus caught and crumpled and threw on the floor? Oh, yeah, I do have that. That would be so sick if you had it here. Just yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming with the ball on your head. That's really <laughs> die hard, man. <laughs> That's Anyone Doug, else by the way. Any questions for these guys? Really? Chris. Oh. Hello. Hello. Thank Hello. You for Hello. Thank you Hi. guys for coming very much. Uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great pleasure to meet you. Uh, my question is, are any of you, uh, more specifically Mike and Don, um, are you familiar with the theory of evil Mike? That in the multi- Maybe you better enlighten us a little bit. <laughs> I believe it was in Avery's script that he wanted to have a scene between the two Mikes. Okay, what he's referring to was in, uh, to my everlasting regret, I allowed another actor to step into Michael Baldwin's shoes. Okay, that's what he's talking about. Yes. And uh, one way partially righted by bringing him right back into Phantasm Three when we had the opportunity and he rocked the role. But but still stinging from having made that error and being party to it. Uh, worked with a terrific writer named Roger Avery, who won an Oscar with Quentin Tarantino for co-writing Pulp Fiction. And uh, it's called Fanta- he wrote a s- He wanted to write the best kick-ass, balls-to-the-wall Phantasm sequel after he won the Oscar. This is what he wanted to make. So he wrote this screenplay called Phantasm 1999. That'll give you an idea about when he wrote it. I think it was 1997. And uh, the the script was terrific. But one of the cool parts that he put in there to sort of right the wrong was uh, 
Michael Baldwin is trapped in the mausoleum, running through it, comes around a corner, and there's James Legros as Michael ba- I mean as Mike running in the other direction, and they're both dressed the same. They look at each other, and one says, you, and the other one goes, you, and then they run off in their different directions, and that was his way of trying to solve the weirdness we had with two actors in the role. I, uh, in my opinion, I say you make him evil, and you have Mike destroy him. Make it work. He'd okay. Like there can be only one. <laughs> Anyone else have any questions for these guys? Other than hello, yeah. other than what Don kept from the movie because you know it's his films, did any of you take anything from the set and still keep it today? Well, I, I still have the suit, you know, the three-piece suit that I wore. You know, I can't fit into it, man. I mean, <laughs> but, but. And I don't have my lavender dress anymore. No, I have it. (laughs) Yeah, I wear it to certain parties, you know. But I still have the most important props. Oh, Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) Do you really have that dress? No more. No, Uh, no, Reggie. Oh, Reggie? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to wear it tonight a little later. For cocktails, so join us, oh, would you? Please, please. Love to see you. I gotta see that. <laughs> okay, maybe it's time for our phantasm trivia contest. Is oh, that okay, guys? There we go. Yeah, we got, now we're we talking. We got one special thing we want oh, okay. to do. Okay. We want to uh, honor Angus with a group boy. Remember oh. Doing nice and loud. Okay, who's gonna do the okay. Reggie? Want to do the countdown? Yeah, uh, three, sure. Two, From fucked up. Five, four, three, two, one. Boy! <laughs> so, Don, you have We have a couple little giveaways. We're going to do a Phantasm trivia contest. I'll start with one, and you guys come up with some other questions, Actually, all right? We have, um, I have a question. He has a question. You have the last That one. sounds good. Okay. okay. So my question is, mm. and nobody shouted out. Wait, wait, wait. What are the rules of the trivia game? Yeah, what are the rules, Don? Like, okay. The winner gets a Phantasm Ravager DVD with all kinds of great bonus features. Yeah. The there we go. Beach question, like question one wins <laughs> this. Or right. the winner who, the person that answers the most questions, wins everything. How does it work? Okay, don't, don't complicate <laughs> things. You can see how difficult this directing gig what is. is Okay, the rules are that uh, answer the question to my satisfaction and you win. How's that? For my question. And you guys can do another question. Okay, don't shout it out now. Show of hands. Who knows the title to the song sung by Reggie and Bill Thornberry in Phantasm? Okay, Kat, you pick somebody. Pick a hand. Great. That's part one of the question. Now stand up, <laughs> and I need you to sing the first two bars. Let's go. There we go. Come on, babe. You got it. Come on. Jax. I'm stand up, Jax. Come on. I'm here at midnight. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. How long? <laughs> I'm on the spot, and I can't remember 
Oh, oh, he doesn't win it. Two what bars. comes after midnight when the sun comes up? Oh, we should be sitting here until noon. Yeah. Yay. All right, all right, all right. Come on down. Here you go. Congratulations. Well done. <laughs> all right, dude. <laughs> okay, what's the what's the next one? Um, okay. This is for a Phantasm Five mini poster. Who designed the sphere? Nobody knows. There's a hand back there. Oh. <laughs> back there. Yeah. Got you running, dude. We have a winner. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> right on, man. Um, so the person who has the second question isn't here, so I'm going to have you come up with a second one. I got it right here. Here it is. Hey, Michael's got it. As the final question in the 2019 Phantasm Trivia Challenge. For a Phantasm 1 mini poster. For a Phantasm mini poster. Two-part question. These other questions have been fairly simple and easy. All right. So we're going to challenge folks now. Two-part question. Part one. What is the name of the maid? Oh. Housekeeper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the housekeeper, thank you, who works for Bill mm -hmm. at Bill and Mike's house. At Jody and Mike's house. At Jody and Mike's house. What's her name? Oh, we got a hand back there. Ooh. Yes. Myrtle is correct. Yeah. Myrtle. Part one. Yay, Myrtle. All right. All right. That's good. Now. There's a second part. Yes, part two. Part, part two, two is, that. what happened to Myrtle? Good question. And speculation is allowed. Yes, yeah, speculation is allowed. It's, it could be subjective to some extent. Yes, sir. She was blown up in the house. Oh! <laughs> that is correct. Oh, my God. Poor Myrtle. So wait a second. But yeah. it's a two-part question answered by two different people. I told you the rules were important. <laughs> Part three. But well, someone else will answer. How do you? <laughs> okay, it's a, it's a, it's a tie-off. So the you two people stand up. Yeah. Stand up. And in the back, who said Myrtle in the back? There she is. Will you stand up, please? Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. After all these years. All right, so uh, what's part three? Oh, I don't know. Bill, you oh, I, no, no, no. What was, what was her one line in the movie? I know because I was the voice. What was her one line? For strange reason. You don't even remember. No, I know. Boy! Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. I think we need another question. Yeah. Different question. <laughs> Something like that. Reggie, Bill, got a yeah, trivia question? What? What? Go. What are you boys doing? No, you boys back yet? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Good. Okay. So, uh, another question. Um, I got a good one. Really? Yes. Okay. What color were the shoes that I was wearing in the first scene behind the tombstone? Tombstone, thank you. I'll just guess. White. Yes. 
Yeah, but you didn't give her an opportunity back there. To oh, well. She could have yelled it out. I didn't see her hand. Did you know that she was real white back there? I tell you what, how about we give each person a poster? Yeah. All right. Come, come by my table tomorrow, and oh, one of you so will easy. get that. Okay, so, so give that. Uh, the other person can come up and get their yeah, prize. Yeah. No, I want you to take it. Give a round of applause for all these Okay, folks. here we go. Here we go. Yeah, baby. 40 years of phantasm. Nice T-shirt, too. <laughs> I didn't see you back there. I'm only five, but nobody ever sees you. I believe they are screening the movie here after this. So. Wow. Okay. So if you're going to stick around Welcome. for that, stick around for that. Okay. <laughs>